Hey, welcome back to the Enduring Churches Podcast. I'm Alan Small, and I'm here in East Texas, and I've got Trent Young with me, and he's in Missouri. And uh, Trent, I've got my friend Boomer the Dog right here next to me. Um, we'll see how he does uh, during this episode, but um, we are so glad to be with you. I'm here on my back porch. It's a beautiful morning in, in Jacksonville, Texas. And Trent, how, how's the weather where you're at? Oh man, Missouri is beautiful. This this week has been amazing. The weather is like in the 80s all the time. And it's been so great. Um, and everybody's like, oh, it's so hot. And I'm like, no, no, really, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. People are like, how could you leave Colorado in August uh, to come to to come to Texas? Well, <laughs> we, we did it and we're surviving and we're actually thriving and we love it well today Trent we want to talk to you guys uh, one of the parts about enduring is you know how do you go about that in balancing two very things that are, are both important thoughts one of those is the efficiency at which you do things the other thought to, that we have to think about is the effectiveness of what we are doing and both of those things can be a challenge at times and so how do we balance all of that and so Trent you've You've helped us with some notes today um, to talk through this issue. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we're talking about? Sure, Alan. Um, you know, I recently read a an article by Tanya Dalton. Um, and in that, she was talking about the, the balance, what you mentioned about the balance between efficiency and effectiveness. Um, and in ministry, this is a, I think this is an area where we, we struggle with that because in one side, we're supposed to be efficient, you know, not wasting time. And there's, so there's lots of tools all the time. Probably if you're like me, your email is, gets full of people advertising tools that are coming out and you should use this service and that service. And sometimes I get so caught up in being efficient and tools that I forget the effectiveness of dealing with people. And so, Alan, that's kind of where I want to aim this today is, you know, how do I, how do we do be efficient, but also effective in, in dealing with people? Yeah, I love the quote that you uh, put in our notes um, from Tanya Dalton. Sometimes we get so caught up in deadlines, we don't realize that the processes we believe make us faster are working against us. And that, that really is a just a, a brilliant observation. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give it just a little practical example of in a, within a sermon context. A few years ago, um, Rochelle came to me at the end of a sermon and said, Alan, you have got to stop reading the Bible passages so fast. And what I was doing is, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't want my sermons to go too long. And so I would speed up reading God's word you know, so I could say the things that I wanted to say, but where's the power in the message? The power is in God's word. And, and, and I need to, to let people follow God's word with me. And that's really where the life-changing power was. And so I needed to slow down because going through the passages so fast was actually um, causing a problem in my sermons. Alan, I've, I've been the same way. I was always known for walking too fast. I'd be walking with people and they couldn't keep up with me. And that's, it was, I was just like, I had deadlines in my mind. You know, I got to get to this next place. And I remember one time Dana and I 
we were traveling back to her hometown and we had picked up a lady that was from her hometown and taking her with us. And we were stopping in one town to go and um, visit another person. And I was, gosh, I was walking so fast. I was almost running through the mall to get to the place where we were meeting him. And this lady that we had picked up, she had arthritis really bad and she was not able to do that. And, and, and so I was frustrated because I was, we were going to be late and I, I really missed an opportunity to, to be with that lady and encourage her and help her instead of keeping my deadlines. And so this is something that I struggle with all the time because I, I want to get things done. You know, I want to be, have all the efficiency there is. And so sometimes I totally miss out on opportunities that God has given to me in dealing with people. I think that's where we're, we're kind of aiming at today. Yeah, I think that's a great, great thought. That's a great thought for us to, to do that because efficiency is a good thing, but over-efficiency can probably kill our ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I've written this down just so I remember that, that in ministry we have to remember that efficiency sometimes can kill your ministry. If you're all about getting things and keeping a schedule, um, I can tell you right now that in my ministry, there's always godly interruptions, you know, the, you know, and sometimes we're like, well, I got to block off this time. And, and yeah, we all need boundaries. Right. Um, but don't, don't, build those boundaries in so much that you can't see God move and, and have time to work with people because that's what ministry is. It's people oriented. It's not a product. It's people. And so that's, that's where we need to focus our time. At. Yeah. And Trent, I think one of the things that happens too is, is as an or the organization of the church grows or, um, that we fall in love or we have to create processes that work and you begin to build these processes around around your ministry and those are necessary processes but then we we get so ingrained into those processes that that we don't know what to do when we have to operate outside those processes and that causes stress and problems in our lives and, you know, it's amazing to me that so many people who talk talk to us about, you know, well, you have to protect this and you have to protect this and you have to protect this are the same people that are writing the books about I burned out, I burned out, I burned out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it goes it, they kind of go hand in hand and you can actually you can actually burn out as much by having too many processes in place as much as you can by not having any processes in place. Yeah, I think you're right, Alan. And and so I th one of the things I wrote in our notes I think is important is that we need to be reminded that we're working on God's timeline and in his power, not our own power and not our own timeline. Uh, to me, I, I need to be reminded of that. And so, uh, <laughs> Alan, as we moved here to Missouri, um, Dana had to remind me that that culture here moves in a different speed than it did where I was before. And, and, and the more that I realize that and I go at the same speed as the people that are here, the more I enjoy where I'm serving. 
and I get the opportunity to um, to visit with people and and to me and to hear their their story. I think so. That's that's important that I I realize I'm working you know for God on His timeline and in His power. Right. And one of the things that you put in our notes, you know, is that we're dealing with people and, and that's what you're saying here. And you, we have to remember that people are bigger than the process, you know, that people people come before the process. So if you if you're sacrificing relationships um, and the chance to have relationships because you want to make sure that the process is protected. You know, I hear one of the things I'll, you kind of use an example that I'm hearing a, a lot of talk about today is make sure pastors that you have a sabbatical day or, you know, a Sabbath every week, you know, for protect, protect that time at all costs. Well, you know, people's needs don't stop um, because, mm -hmm. because we are taking a, a, a time away and, you know, certainly not every call you have to answer, but you need, you need to already kind of have a way of dealing with some of that and sharing that ministry. But, you have to remember there's going to be a ton of interruptions it doesn't matter what you do and how much you try to protect it there are going to be interruptions and you need to know that sometimes that's okay that the people are going to come before before that and you you have to be willing to allow for those interruptions sure yeah i mean yes we'd all like to have a, a totally um focused time off but that if, if that was your goal to be off on certain days and certain times then probably ministry is not where you should be <laughs> because it doesn't happen that way um you know a funeral happens that you need to do on a saturday well that's, that's my day off well <laughs> i'm sorry you need to take care of this family you know you need to be there for them and one of the things alan i used to be horrible at and i'm trying to get better over the years is um, not giving my complete attention to people, um, you know, especially on a Sunday, you know, when there's a million things going on and somebody wants to come and tell me about a prayer request or something that's happening in their life. And it's, and I'm, I'm looking at them, but then I'm looking away or I'm talking to people as they pass by. And, and so I had to really work at focusing my attention because um, I wanted to show that person that I see them and I value them. And, and to me, that was huge. Yeah, that's a, that's something I still can struggle with at times. My mind's always racing in a, in a million different places. It's a lot like, yeah, I mentioned my dog at the start of the podcast and he's out here on the back porch with me and he, he uh, is just watching the trees. And if he sees a squirrel, it won't matter what I say to him. He will not listen um, because that's where his that's where his attention is at and you know i think we're all like that we, we're all oh yeah i'm going to talk to you until i see a squirrel and then you know and when i see that there it goes so yeah. you know it's important for us to learn again that that people does need our attention and and that's why we are in ministry it's it's for the people it's not for the process mm -hmm. you're absolutely right alan and uh, God really reminded me of this yesterday, actually, um, because, and here's the principle, and then I'll tell you the story, is that hearing someone's story will change your view of them. Um, and yesterday, Dana and I had to go to Rolla, Missouri, and, and 
we stopped at at Walmart on the way back so we could get some groceries and head home. And in in the line in the checkout line, there was two of them, by the way. <laughs> that that um, in the line in front of us, there was this family and this guy. Just based on his looks, I immediately made judgments about him. But then I started listening, and he was talking on the phone to a friend, and he said, he said, and God is good all the time. And immediately that changed my attitude toward him. And I so I started talking to him after he got off the phone, and I said, man, I just want you to know I agree that God is good all the time. And we started talking to each other, and, you know, my judgments about him before were completely wrong. And so being able to hear from him and have a conversation with him changed my view of him completely. Yeah, and it's important to hear people's stories. Um, you know, I I love to hear people's stories. One of the things that I'm trying to do when I go meet with pastors is to ask their story. How did you end up there? Tell me, tell me mm -hmm. your your story. It was funny that last week I walked into a, a church to meet with a pastor I'd not yet met. And I sit down and he comes around and he goes, man, tell me the story. How did you end up in, in this role? And, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I was going to ask you that question. He goes, he goes, yeah, but you're newer than me. So you start, you know, so, yeah, you know um, and so we, we, we shared our stories, you know, and it, it's neat when you see some common ground and you find ways to relate, relate with each other, because we, we all have a story to tell and, I, I'm convinced that the number one thing we need to do in evangelism is hear someone's story because when you can connect within someone's story, you know, that's where the good conversation takes place. You know, Jesus, when he's talking to the woman at the well, you know, he's immersed in her story. Yeah, I know you've, you've had five, five husbands and the one you're with mm -hmm. now, he's, he's not your husband. Yeah, that's a story, you know, mm -hmm. and this is why, this is why you're here alone in the middle of the day um there's a story and jesus was immersed in her story and when we immerse ourselves in people's stories we're going to have a so much more fruitful ministry with them yeah and that him taking that time with that woman at the well showed that he valued her and i think that that was something that she needed to experience because the relationship she had had in the past had devalued her and so um so that kind of leads us to our next point is that listening takes time and time shows value. Um, we're so busy these days. Our calendars are full. We're running from one thing to another. Um, that's why you don't see people sitting on people's front porches and visiting because we don't, we have time to get in, you know, pull the car in the garage and get out and then we don't have time for anyone else. Um, and so, but real listening takes time. And if I'm willing to give some time to someone, then they're more willing to give time to me to hear what I say. Um, but just like you said about sharing the gospel is it, it does take time and it, it is taking time to hear where, where they're coming from. And so that, that leads us to, to be able to value them more, and then they'll value what we have to say more. Yeah, and that is yeah, hard, that is because, hard. because we at times are driven to this idea of schedule, and we, we want to be, make sure that we are on schedule. 
And that kind of brings us to a challenge we have, Trent, because if we're going to listen and it's going to take time, it's going to upset our schedule sometimes. And, you know, we, we fall in love with our schedule. And now that now that we are many churches, we're streaming and we're doing all those things, we've probably become more clock conscious than we were before. You know, so Trent, how do we how do we balance that whole idea of of taking that extra time and having the sense that I need to be on schedule? I mean, how 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 do you see that playing out? Well, you're absolutely right because we because of streaming and and the way that our cu- culture is right now, we do we we do blocks of time. We don't do a day. We do small blocks of time, um, and and so. We've got to, I guess, place more value because what God has called us to do is to be with people. Again, it's people and not a product. Um, and so I I always joke about it, and I never was diagnosed with this, but I always joke about having ADD, you know, and I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of the way my brain functions. I'm kind of that, I'm kind of like your dog and the squirrel. You know, I can be talking to someone and something else comes up, squirrel. Yeah, and so that that's me. But um, you know, I, I've had to trust God enough to that He's if I'm willing to invest my time, He's going to give me the time that I need to do something else to keep my schedule going. Um, this afternoon, Alan, um, Dana, and I are having two uh, retired directors of missions and their wives over for dinner, and and so just so that we can take time to hear from them and listen to them and. To me, not only am I investing in them because I want to show them that I appreciate them, but man, I'm getting a lot out of this too. And I think there's something that all of your people in your church can give to you and and help you with if you're willing to listen to them. Yeah, so so important that we not let the process of drive drive the ship, but that we remember that we are in ministry and ministries about people. You know, when the Bible tells us go and make disciples, uh, the emphasis, you know, we'll say is is on making disciples. The, the, the word making is not as important as the word disciple. The, the, the mm-hmm. disciple is the person. Making is the process. The Bible didn't spell out the exact process because the process will look different from church to church and from person to person. But the result of a disciple that that relates to a person and we need to remember that people people are more important than the process and so just kind of harp on that issue as we talk through talk through this Mm -hmm. i heard a term uh, this past weekend alan that has made me think um, there are people that are fast processors and people that are slow processors and i had never heard that term before um, and it has nothing to do with intelligence, nothing at all. It's just some people, they're, they're thinking through things fast. And, they, and so if you find yourself completing the other person's sentences, then you're probably a fast processor. Um, but if you do that, say you do that with your spouse, then you're devaluing them. You're not allowing them to get where they need to go and to, to talk through it. Um, and so... If you're one or the other and you're listening to someone or talking with somebody who's the other, then give them the respect of, of getting to them to complete their sentences. 
yeah, some people are Macs and some people are PCs. It's just how <laughs> how how it goes. So anyway, I'll let you figure out which is which. But uh, yeah, I know. Where you're going. <laughs> Alan's definitely a Mac guy, and and uh, yeah. So, but I pray for him a lot. So it's <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, well, this is a this is a good topic. I hope that you've gotten something out of it. I, I want to read that quote to you one more time as we close today's. Sometimes we are so caught up in deadlines, we don't realize that the processes we believe make us faster are working against us. And that was Tanya Dalton that said that. Um, you can look her up online, uh, but, but we want to encourage you to make sure and value people because that's what God has placed you in your ministry to do is to value people, to be able to lead them to him because he values them. And so, Alan, uh, why don't you tell folks how they can connect with us and we can value them. You bet. Well, we would love to connect with you. Um, our Facebook page um, probably is one of the places people stop first. That's uh, You can find us on Facebook at Enduring Churches. You can uh, go to our website at EnduringChurches.com. We have email addresses, so you can reach me at Alan, A-L-A-N, at EnduringChurches.Consulting or Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting. And that's dot .consulting because we want you to know that we are available to consult with you and your church and would love to walk alongside you. And we are grateful to be in the roles that we are in where we get to walk with churches. And uh, But we want you to know that we, we want to expand, expand that ability. And so if we can walk along with you, that would be our honor and privilege to do so. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And if we've been any help at all, even if there was one sentence that you got out of here that, that made sense and, and connected with you, let us know what that was. But also share it with someone else. We want uh, we want other people to know that we are here to help them and their church endure as well. So we thank you for taking your time um, to uh, put up with us uh, today. And we look forward to catching you on our next episode.